When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Joining me now to discuss reaction to the news of Her Late Majesty's death from across the pond is the spokesperson for Republicans Overseas UK and chair of the Hamilton Society, Sarah Elliott. Sarah, welcome back to the show. And I wish we could be speaking under better circumstances. Mm, Likewise. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Now, firstly, could I just ask for your thoughts on the news of the death of Her Late Majesty the Queen? I mean, it's just, it's crushing because it's the end of an era. You know, she was part of the greatest generation that uh, fought down tyranny and uh, you know, just really has these timeless universal values of service, duty, selflessness. And she did it all with grace and poise and diplomacy. Mm-hmm. And that's why Americans loved her. I mean, they saw her as their grandmother figure, too, even when times got rough in the United States. Um, there is something comforting that the queen was there and had been there through all those years and had, you know, seen the special relationship forged uh, through the Second World War and then, you know, really did so much to maintain it uh, and really um, knew we were the trusted ally in the world to them, that the Americans and the Brits made the world a stronger and safer and more prosperous world um, and place. And, you know, she visited with 13 of the last 14 presidents. Uh, She took actually all five of her holidays. She only took five holidays as queen and she took them all in America. Uh, And she went to Kentucky uh, to horse country uh, for those holidays. Probably doesn't come as a surprise to us. Uh, with her interest in, in equestrian. And she she also just, you know, really cherished um, the values that we also share. I mean, yeah. freedom and diversity and democracy. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, these, again, timeless uh, universal principles that actually seem kind of hard to come by in today's world. Yeah. And... Uh, that's why she's going to be so missed, because I don't know if we have anyone that, uh, well, one who hasn't quite lived the life she's led and seen all the change Mm. and yet still carried on tradition the way she has. Mm. But, um, you know, the the life of service, we don't have someone to turn to like her. And 
I, I do think that Charles will um, will do a great job, and he will try to be like his mother. Um, yeah. He was very close to his mother, so I'm, I'm sure he will try and do an exemplary job um, in that. Um, but again, yes, it's the end of an era. It, it really is. And you mentioned there the, the love that Americans have for Her Late Majesty. So what's the reaction been like to the news in, in the United States? Well, it's been like we've lost our own head of state. Mm. Uh, we, you know, Pennsylvania Avenue, where the uh, White House is on in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, is lined with Union flags right now. Um, wow. All American flags have been called to half mass throughout the 10 days of mourning. Uh, President Biden will attend the state funeral. Um, it's, um, you know, again, it's it's the end of that. It's one of the last of the greatest generation. Mm. And we're all mourning not only her passing, but the passing of that generation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she was coming of age mm. on the world stage when America was coming of age as the global power after mm. the Second World War. And yeah. she was young and youthful and glamorous. And Americans can relate to that. We love mm. that. And she, we, we have our Hollywood starlets. Mm. And... We loved watching her and her family um, take on, you know, the cultural changes of the 20th century and change with the times, but, you know, also juggle the um, tradition and the the old ways. And I think Americans could relate to that as well in their own families. Uh, and then, um, you know, she, her Christian faith. Her Christian faith uh, is something uh, many Americans can relate to and really valued that she held them so dear, even in an era of modernity and change. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, the saying in America that our values are God, family, country in that order. And she definitely embodied that and yeah. we could relate to it. Absolutely. And you, you rightly mentioned there that, of course, President Biden will be traveling to London for the state funeral in around nine, 10 days time. But her, her late majesty was on the throne for over 30 percent of the entire existence of the United States, which is just a, a, an extraordinary statistic. And you, you mentioned the fact that so many Americans see her as almost like a, a grandmother figure. And we know how much of a constant she's been for us in the UK. So to what extent has Her Majesty been a symbol of continuity for Americans? Oh, huge, you know, and with our changing of presidents and everything, we always knew that the Queen was there with our best ally and mm. that she would always extend a welcome hand to, to the Americans and that no matter who was prime minister in Great Britain, mm. the Queen was there and had longstanding relationship with us. Um, and so that just adds just a, a level of familiarity, yeah. <laughs> a level of friendship. Mm. Uh, and, you know, she went really out of her way um, to be with our presidents. And mm. even one time she visited San Diego in California mm. in 1983 with Ronald Reagan. And San Diego is known for its incredible weather, sunny, delightful, you know, uh, 18 degrees all the time. And this on this occasion, it was a monsoon rainstorm. Oh, wow. And uh, she said, oh, I, I know we share our values, but I seem to have brought the weather with me, too, <laughs> uh, from England. And uh, 
Ronald Reagan's ranch is up on a hillside, a mountaintop overlooking, um, you know, the Pacific Ocean. And the entourage said, no, you can't go up there. Your majesty, it's too dangerous. Flash flooding. And she said, oh, no, we we are going. (laughs) I am going to Reagan's ranch. And sure enough, they all troped up the mountain to Rancho del Cielo and uh, fortunately, safely. And they had tacos enchiladas with Nancy and Ronald Reagan sitting around a fire of which Ronald Reagan had cut the wood for on the ranch himself. And she just was that committed to um, Americans as allies that, you know, she would she would go to great lengths to um, be the best diplomat possible. Absolutely. And what a fantastic story that is from President Reagan's time in office. And. Yeah, Her Majesty had met with, I believe, 14 presidents throughout her 70-year reign. And those relationships with the presidents were so admired on, on both sides of the Atlantic. But why, why was it that U.S. presidents were so keen to have that audience with the Queen whenever uh, they visited uh, London or uh, other parts of the United Kingdom? Because she's living history. Mm. I mean, she's... I mean, Winston Churchill was her first prime minister. Uh, She's seen everything and she commands the respect of the world. There is not one global figure that dictators and presidents will bow to Mm. and shake hands. And it's this little old lady or it was this little old lady. (laughs) Um, And, you know, as a woman, I mean, what a great feminist icon, too. Absolutely. and here she she just, in her own quiet, reserved way, um, earned the respect of the entire mm. world. Yeah. And you couldn't say anything bad about her because, one, you didn't know really what she thought. Um, and you could project whatever you wanted onto her almost. And that's what's beautiful about the monarch is that mm. it's a unifying figure. And we don't have that in America. We have the Constitution and our flag mm. and the symbols of America, of liberty and individual freedom. And that should be uniting everyone. Unfortunately, it's 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 really up for debate right now in America. But she has that unifying effect. I mean, the way Joe Biden is responding to the Queen's death is the same way Donald Trump would respond to the Queen's death. I mean, Democrats, Republicans alike, um, you know, show her reverence. Yeah. So, you know, we will miss that unifying factor um, uh, to our, uh, you know, who's attached to our greatest ally. Absolutely. It's been fascinating to see the the fact that this has been, that, well, the fact that it hasn't been a, a partisan issue in the United States, like so many issues over the last few years. Ah, have it's been. refreshing. It, it really is. But, you know, th- there has been a lot of criticism over the last couple of days about how some prominent newspapers in the, the United States, notably the New York Times, have been trying to spin the Queen's death into linking monarchy with colonialism. And, you know, some have been even claiming that the papers had a hatred of the United Kingdom in its coverage of recent events. But would you agree with that assessment or is that being a bit too harsh? No, I think the New York Times is completely out of touch. I I think they're too far left and they're a propaganda machine for the left. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they're trying to push the Oberton window as far to the left as possible. Um, it's very sad to hear that the Queen has never uh, has never been a dictator, or she wasn't, you know, the 
um, empire had pretty much dissolved by the time she came into power, mm-hmm. but she was able to maintain good relations yeah. with the empire through the Commonwealth, and she developed, which is her greatest legacy, other than you know her family and mm-hmm. tenure. But she's it's this idea that she was able to keep everybody on good terms, you know, for trading and cultural relations. Um, that's amazing. And, you know, and it is it is contentious, but she never owned slaves herself. She never um, violated human rights herself. So and we should not be blaming the past sins on people who've had no connection to it other than it was their ancestors. Uh, I think you should judge a person by their actions, not by the actions of their parents or family members. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's fair. I think they're trying to destroy what is good about the West um, for their own selfish gain. Uh, And it's, um, you know, we have to look at history with all its flaws, but we also have to look at it uh, for its accomplishments as well. Nobody's perfect. No era is perfect, even this one. Um, and, uh, you know, people in the future will look back with disdain on us as well. And we have to put everything into perspective, but that doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, exactly. And so we, we've reflected now on the, uh, Her Late Majesty's influence and impact on the United States and with Americans. But of course, this is now a time of change, and we do have a new head of state and nation in the United Kingdom with His Majesty King Charles III. To what extent do you think the special relationship might change with our new sovereign on the throne? Well, I think it's going to depend a lot on Charles and how he governs or rules. Mm. Um, I I have a feeling he, and he made it clear in his address last night, Mm. that um, he he's not going to be partisan he will not be speaking out he'll be following the model of his mother mm-hmm. and if that is the case i don't think much will change between the united states and the royal family and the king um mm-hmm. he's been to america a number of times uh and he has good relations with um american diplomats uh, i think he could be very helpful, perhaps, with the Northern Ireland Protocol and the Brexit, because President Biden is uh, has really declared his side in the debate as being pro-Irish um, because of his ancestry. And, you know, maybe the king can play a, a, a good smoothing over the edges role um, in that department. But, you know, he's... Um, I think he will champion issues like climate change, which is more controversial in America. Um, so my advice would be um, probably to leave those kind of issues to the side and focus on what we have in common. Yeah, definitely. And you know, we, we've discussed the relationship the Queen had with presidents, but you know, equally when presidents came to the UK, uh, uh, King Charles, as he was Prince of Wales, of course, met with a number of those presidents, whether it was on uh, state visits or uh, other trips by the US presidents to London, and will have had conversations with uh, you know, past presidents. So do you, do you think uh, perhaps President Biden or indeed his successors might see uh, meetings and uh, audiences with His Majesty the King as a sounding board in the way previous presidents had with the Queen, learning from that experience of their own predecessors and taking advice from presidents gone by? I mean, it's very well possible. And I think he's one of the oldest kings to come to the throne at age, what is it, 73? Yeah. 
Um, he is. Uh, so he comes to the throne with a lot of uh, wisdom um, and experience. And I think it would, and of course, he was exceptionally close to his mother. So he'll have mm. wonderful stories to share as well. Um, and I, I hope that uh, he can be a sounding board for U.S. presidents. And I, I give uh, great credit to the royal family for the way they welcomed President Trump, even though there were massive protests against his presence in the country. And, uh, you know, they took the high road. Yeah. And I expect that King Charles will do the same. Absolutely. So finally, then, just to go back to our main topic of today, what do you think Her Late Majesty of the Queen's legacy is in the United States? Mm. I mean, to sum it up in like one thing is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think her legacy will be um, service to country, to rising above partisanship and serving her country and, and really sacrificing her own personal life for that um, of the monarchy and of the constitutional monarchy of Great Britain. And, and in, since she did that, it, will, it has furthered the free world. It has furthered the principles that we all cherish so deeply. Um, and so I, I think it will be service to country. Absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. And I think that's a, a message leaders from all around the world can take away from Her Her Late Majesty's reign. Sarah Elliott, thank you very much for coming on the show and speaking with me today. Um, Thank you for having me. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus